the frying pan. And into the fire, run. Run! Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Out of the Frying Pan, a Middle-Earth strategy battle game podcast that wishes this need not have happened in our time, and so do all that live in such times, but that is not for us to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. My name's Stuart, and I'm here with my co-host Dan and Sam. <laughs> well well done. Dra- <laughs> dra- dramatic start to the show. Um, cool. Um, I didn't want to say anything funny. For a start, I couldn't think of anything funny. Um, so I thought either. No, I thought that was very. very thought I'd do something well topical. <laughs> um, so we're in strange times. If you're listening to this show, because um, you've picked us up on and decided not to listen to episode 100 because we've been going for five years and you're going through a back catalogue. Uh, we're recording this in, in March uh, um, 2020 and things are a little bit odd around the world at the moment, um, but we don't want to dwell on that too much. Um, so how have you guys been, apart from the obvious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, given, given the day it is and everyone's still... Uh... You know, reeling a little bit from the events of the last couple of weeks. It's all very serious, which admittedly it should be. I just try not to take life too seriously at the moment. Um, all good. Um, I've not done much Lord of the Rings, though. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one for me on the old uh, hobby catch-up. But <laughs> You did a little bit. You've done something I can think of, definitely. Oh, yeah, we'll cover that. We'll, cover, we'll that. cover it. How about yourself, Sam? Are you uh, hanging in there all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all good. Um it's that sort of it is what it is sort of attitude i, th- I think timestamp wise uh mr. mr johnson has just put us on uh effective lockdown is probably the easiest way to timestamp it so everyone has a rough idea of when we're recording and we're not talking about sort of earlier today about 10 minutes before we came <laughs> on to the to record it was sort of like a cool Let's go and record now. So. Yeah, I came on <laughs> came on ten minutes later than planned because to, to watch it. Um, and Which I don't think I'm, I'm forty two years old, and I don't. We we've seen the press conferences. I'm forty two years on. I don't remember seeing a, a prime minister sitting facing addressing the nation on the camera. Um, this is so. It's uh, it's definitely um, definitely interesting times. And we won't say that things thing. It's going to get mentioned, and we don't want to dwell on it too much because we want to actually this to be a bit of. Um, make the show to be a little bit of a way of people getting away from what's going on at the moment hopefully people are like, hobbying and and trying to take their mind away from things that can be quite anxiety and depression in, inducing and things are very worrying but um so we can't promise we won't mention it because there are things that have it's, it's affected our, our hobby already um but we are also going to try and um try to find some positive things to talk about and around it and um and and keep producing some shows maybe a little bit more often because we we have a bit more I say we have more free time. I'm not sure I do because I still got kids and they don't leave the house now. They're not allowed to. Uh, <laughs> right then. So let's tell you what we got covered on the show. Um, we've got our usual many meetings. Um, we, again, we're going to talk about what we've been up to since we last recorded. Um, I wrote some of these notes quite a while ago because we were going to do a show just before um, an event that didn't happen at the weekend, which we'll cover as well. Um, but I will. I want to sort of just I'll, I'll read out some some of the stuff from the um, GT sort of a bit of an overview i watched it all on twitch over the weekend and there was a seminar even though most of that stuff's already been sort of 
released or on its way out. So we'll just have a bit of a catch up on what's been happening since we last recorded. Um, and then for the main sort of section today, um, we weren't able to talk about what we what we plan to. Um, so we're going to sort of talk about what we're planning on doing during the um, potential lockdown that we might be facing and um, whether that changes our hobby plans at all and what, what you know how we're going to use the time hopefully we can do in a, in, a, in a positive way. And I'm sure that rings true with a lot of people listening to this now. Um, there's been lots of hashtags about getting a hobby done while on lockdown and stuff and people clearing their backlogs and uh, uh, we'll talk about some some potential ways of, of of doing that and ways we're going to keep try and keep mentally healthy between ourselves um with the aid of hobby so uh, we'll catch you after the break with the normal part of the show incom gaming the new center for tabletop wargaming in gloucestershire visit incomgaming.co.uk for great savings on pre-orders and all your hobby needs we stock many gaming systems and hobby accessories and can ship to anywhere in the UK. Market-leading gaming mats from GameMats.eu. Visit the store and check out how to turn your tabletop into a battlefield. Incom Gaming is based in the centre of Cheltenham and offers tables and scenery for casual and organised play with a fully licensed bar. Check out our events page for upcoming events where everyone is welcome. Visit IncomGaming.co.uk Incom Gaming. Come game, shop, drink. Hello again. So, we're back for many meetings. Um, what have we all been up to? Uh, Sam, we usually start with you, so let's start with you as usual. Uh, I know you've been doing some <laughs> hobby. Um, I know you've been doing some hobby for for an event that, um, that, that unfortunately didn't happen. Um, but um, you've definitely been working very hard on your display boards. But have you been up to anything else? Um... I've, I've drawn a complete blank. I've, I had loads of stuff. Um, I've I've dug out a lot of models uh, that are now in my to do section. Nice. Uh, and I, I keep looking on on my desk. There's the Aragorn, the King, on foot and on horse, and I keep looking at them, at the corner of my eye. And I've got a few little bits that I want to do uh, for some Necromunda stuff. But Aragorn, the King, is currently. He's he's given me his sexy eyes, his <laughs> Vigo Mortensen eyes, uh, and uh, I, I think I'm gonna try and get that done over the next sort of couple of weeks. But other than that, other than working on my display board for Flopsam and Jetsam, um, I I think I've been quiet on the hobby front again. I've sort of uh, yeah, I've, I've not done anything. I'm trying to rack my brain, and I feel I feel so ashamed <laughs> of having not done anything. So did you keep enough uh, minister to use um, Aragorn and SR with, or are you just painting it as a um, as a sort of a, a painting project? Uh, j- just as a painting project, it's a model that I've always loved. Um, so yeah, um, in between this and previous podcast, I sold my minister and Ithilien army uh, just because it was just sitting there, and I knew that I would never get to play it and. Uh, that, that proves really evident right now. Um, uh, so I sold that, but yeah, I kept a few little bits. I've still got my Halibrad, 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 um, Halibrad. Uh, not the uh, helmeted version, the one where he's got the 2004 uh, emo fringe, just sort of blowing in the wind. Um, I've got that model because it's a model I've always loved. So that that's also sat waiting to be painted at some point but yeah aragorn the king or lsr uh is definitely 
a model to paint for joy rather than to sort of put in an army, if that makes sense. And that's good. That might be something that um, you're going to want to do some stuff like that in the in the coming coming weeks and months, maybe. So having some nice mm-hmm. sort of um, relaxing paint time rather than that stress of having to paint armies or units with, to deadline, just picking up a model and painting it purely for joy is really cool to be able to do if you've got the time to do that now as well. Brilliant. Really good. Yeah. Absolutely. So what about yourself, Dan? Have you, what have you been up to? Oh, I painted more bloody elves, didn't I? Um, <laughs> so, uh, obviously, we were, Sam and I were all keyed up, ready and excited to uh, make our merry way to Cheltenham, and uh, unfortunately, that wasn't to be. Um, the world had other ideas, which is obviously disappointing. But um, on the plus side, it encouraged us to both paint new armies, in my case, more new army than I was expecting to. And, um, yeah, I got my elves done, um, including the 40 points, including dismounts that uh, I somehow managed to miss. <laughs> so uh, that, that got done, um, which is cool. Uh, so that was a little bit of uh, Middle-earth hobby action going on there. Um, I did post the uh, updated finished army into some of the media channels. Um, I can't take a good photo of those for the life of me, um, whether it's the lighting in my house or the fact my phone is a potato. I don't know, but I just can't get them to look pretty. Um, although, if you put something in power armor, I can take a decent photo of it, so I've got no idea what's going on with that. Um, but yeah, and unfortunately, I have been cheating on uh, Middle Earth a little bit. Shock horror, you know, quick intake of breath, etc. Um, <laughs> things I've been busy on the old uh, Horus Heresy front. I've been, been doing some reading, got a new book, so uh, that has interfered somewhat. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, I've done some hobby. I've done some Middle Earth hobby. I've been keeping uh, sort of abreast of things. I've uh, been looking at the models, and obviously there's a new made to orders and things and bits and pieces. Still receiving a lot of awesome support. Um, I'd love to game. I think that's the thing that's uh, obviously most frustrating about this. Yes. Is that's the fastest way of getting myself really enthused about everything again, and it's the one thing I can't do. So, uh, I feel that pain very much so. I'd written off Q1 as well because I was planning for the event for the event <laughs> and thinking, well, it doesn't matter. My gaming will come and my modelling will come in the rest of the year. And um, yeah, so <laughs> we will yeah, again soon. Right. We will again soon. Well, you know, look look to the, uh, the beginning of the fifth month, look to the east and all that. <laughs> We're going to see how many poignant quotes from the from the films and books that we can apply to this situation. Um, It'll suddenly get worse the more I have of this drink, to be honest with you. So. <laughs> I'm on the Coke at the moment. Uh, mine's, got, mine's got Coke in it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, give it another 20 minutes, we'll be on Gollum. That'll be the end of it. <laughs> uh, might have to uh, might have to hit something harder later. So I'll worry about supplies, so we'll have to... <laughs> have to I think the Lathwaite's mm. wine do deliveries, don't they? So they've got some good on oh, okay. <laughs> It comes in crates. <laughs> They're right around the corner from me as well. boxes. They, they are almost literally around the corner. It's like five minutes' walk, The main one of the main depots and um, all the head offices and stuff, so you can actually go in the shop there. Never done it, as usual, when something's right on your doorstep. Jacob got a skateboard. Just put the put the case on it. Roll it home. <laughs> you got to, well, I say funny story. He's um, He decided to make himself some roller skates yeah i know um so he's got there was this old box of duplo lego and there was like a train and so you've got this kind of 
rectangular blocks of, of Lego with four wheels on each one and about the size of a five-year-old's foot. So he's like standing on these things. And I said, don't do that. And he said, why? And I said, you're going to fall down and hurt yourself. And So what did social services say? <laughs> so I was just trying to impress upon him that the, the, the hospitals really don't need um, the, the extra pressure of, of, of avoidable personal injury right now. And he was like, defying me as as five-year-olds do and i said look it's really not safe and he came back to me about 15 minutes later and he cut some paper out and got some sellotape and made like made them into like sandal type things at least (laughs) so so they stayed on his foot better um obviously still no safer because he's still like trying to skate around on two bits of lego um and he's been held on by sellotape and and paper but it's quite (laughs) quite ingenious um yeah the joys of the joys of homeschooling and being stuck in a in a family in a house with a with a family at the moment. <laughs> oh, I've, I'm glad I've got a cat. Well, I've got one of those. I've got two of those. And they, uh, yeah, she can't, she can't make roller skates. She's got thumbs. <laughs> no, they're staying well away from the kids. Don't blame them. Um, no, so so yeah, you have, you've done lots of painting, but like you said, it's most of it's been. Um, for another system as well for a, for a, for a different event yeah I'm hitting uh, Necromunda pretty hard as well mm-hmm. um, so that's interfering as much as I and to be honest I just want to paint my chariot <laughs> well you I just you, want to paint my chariot you can do stuff in any order now because you've been asking you wanted to do the chariot for ages haven't you and the reason you didn't mm. is because you really needed to finish off some, some heresy stuff for an event and you really needed to do some necromancy stuff for your local campaign, which I'm assuming now that you you, you can't do. So, no, um, the boys have embraced um, doing uh, like video calls on um, uh, uh, Facebook Messenger at the moment. Yeah, which is uh, they're dead on at the moment. Um, I do believe. Uh, oh yeah, my phone keeps buzzing at me. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, we're finding ways around it. We're still talking to each other. We're still face groups. Um, obviously, it, not Middle Earth related, but there was a Heresy Boys um, have created a Discord channel, so they're having people pop in, pop out. There's an awful lot of people doing good stuff, trying to stay in contact with each other more than anything else. You can't necessarily hobby and engage in the community in some of the ways we have been fortunately able to do in the last, even up to a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but we can still engage with each other and still buoy each other up because half the time it's just communication, knowing there's people out there. Yeah, a lot of people struggle quite badly with it. So, um, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's good that everyone's still rallying together and trying to still retain some element of normality in what they're up to. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's early days as yet, so I think we might obviously people will, will, might climb up the walls a bit more but they also find more ingenious ways of, of, of doing stuff and we could probably talk about that later as well in our in our main section about potential ways of doing some kind of gaming um cool so what have i been up to i've been um cancelling my events or postponing my events um and all of the admin that that came with came with that i think since we last recorded i've finished another couple of tables worth of terrain which i shared in the in the in the all the groups so if you're in those groups and and, and facebook and social media and things you'll have seen the pictures of them anyway but the goblin town and um well, there's another one as well i can't remember uh, what's been since we last did it but and i was i'm i was halfway through finishing the last table the 10th table the moria table um i haven't finished it purely because 
life's been busy and because it wasn't needed um i uh it's sitting on my desk ready to be done but i will that will be the the next thing i actually do the next bit of hobby i do will be to finish that that table off um because it'll be ready for the the event the postponed event so flotsam and jetsam if you haven't worked out already was was postponed from the weekend because of what's going on at the moment and uh, the new date is the um, all the way in october now i had a date put by for singles on the 3rd of october and rather than kind of put it in the middle of the summer and potentially have to move it again it's been hopeful that by october things will have got to the point where we can sort of gather again to do those things so it's been postponed till saturday the 3rd of october the good thing is i've um added because I've got more time, I'm going to add more tables because the upstairs isn't booked out anymore. So I'm not doing loads more because there's still a lot of people, but I'm just going to add four more teams. So that'll be two two more tables to, to get ready. Um, and then I've added a singles event on the, the Sunday. So it actually becomes a two-day thing now. You don't have to do both events, but you can come down for the whole weekend. Those tickets are first going to the people who already have tickets for doubles. They get the first shout. Um um, to them but so but as soon as i've got through the kind of admin stage of working out out of all the people that who are coming to the original event um can make it to the new date and as yet only one person has told me one team full team have told me they can't i know one person one team can't make it but their teammates still come in and they're gonna sort a new partner out but other than that people haven't told me they can't come so if you're listening to this and you can't come let me know um, and if you listen to this and you haven't replied to any of the social media saying yes I definitely want to go let me know as well because I want to kind of finalise the lists so I can plan on that and obviously your ticket just transfers over and if you're coming to the, the events and you want to do the singles let me know as well and there's only 36 places a maximum of 36 on the, on the singles whether I sell that many or not I don't know um, so it is going to be first come first served so the 40 people that had doubles tickets not everyone can, can go as I say 36 no 32 players sorry so not everyone would be able to go so if you desperately want to go or let me know um because it is first come first served on that and then when there's any tickets left over i will obviously be sharing them in the wider groups and stick them in gbhl and stuff and, and, and advertising them um i will contact the people on the reserves list first as well so that's the boring bit the admin disappointing that flotsam and jetsam didn't go ahead now it will go ahead i think what's going to evolve out of it is something better um I quite like what it's evolved into, sort of a two-day thing, but with two different events. I might well carry that forward. I don't know what you guys think about that, whether that seems like a better thing to do. So me, rather than me doing sort of two separate events each year, actually just do a bit of a weekender with the doubles on one day and the and the, and the singles on another. Um, well, you know, I'll have a trip to Cheltenham. I love popping over and it's, it's not too much of a trek for me, but it's easier to, you know... Come over that way, and you make a weekend of it. I mean, you can have a drink. Cause just to, you know, I've done public transport over there before. Mm-hmm. Done enough time spent on them blooming trains, not being able to find a seat um, <laughs> to want to be able to, you know, just head on over in the car, and it means I can, you know, have a few casual drinks, and uh, you know, see if we can twist chips on to have a curry as well. Yeah, well, won't happen this October because the club is. Um, open so his pubs um, mm. a nightclub on Friday and Saturday night um, but if you go down you can generally get half price tickets all getting for free I think it's free and you normally onto the nightclub and it's an alternative club so if you like your like many people in our kind of uh, scene maybe not all but quite a few people tend to sort of like their alternative and metal music and things like that so it's that kind of place so if you're into that kind of stuff you can get back in free from the Saturday night um, next year when I do it 
Um, we'll see what happens. Um, the other podcast I'm on, we used to run, or mainly through Tom as the other the, the co-host on the other podcast, we'd run a big a, a big weekender event, and um, there was no plans for that this year anyway. Even though it's obviously wouldn't be going ahead now, I don't know whether he's planning on doing something next year. And if he doesn't, um, then I will try and pinch the slot that he had for that because it's a weekend that um, the club's not open, um, and then we could do do a curry on the night and stuff as well and people can stay drinking all evening in the place and play casual games um, there's not many weekends we can do that so it's something to plan for next year but I might well keep it as this sort of two day split event where um, doubles one day and then the shortened singles the next day it was 400 points is the plan and it to be um, thrown a skull style scoring so just because it sort of suits the kind of gaming I like and it's something that's quite different um, so you're encouraging people to do maybe mini display boards for their 400 point armies and should be a bit of fun really nice and laid back that's the plan anyway um, I won't dwell on that anymore what else has happened we had the GT since we last recorded it seems it seems like a lifetime ago now how we've had so much news recently but um, I as I did for Throne of Scars I watched all the coverage um, Adam Troke and Nick Bain did a really really good job again of, of sort of almost producing you support like coverage so you've got your the whole t- Warhammer World uh, Warhammer TV team do a great job of covering it good camera angles and you know able to see what's going on good games and they're commentated well and there's good sort of discussion around what's going on in the lists and they even feel very pretty armies as well yeah absolutely and they, they, they filmed all the all the um the assembly the uh presentations and stuff at the end as well so it really if you've got time, it's I mean it's a lot. It's a lot of hours of stuff to watch because these games aren't edited. You're it's like you're watching, you know, watching two and a half hour rounds, so uh, or two hour rounds. You're it, it's it's a long investment. I'm pretty sure there's like eight hours each day worth of content to watch, um, but it's good. Uh, it's really enjoyable, and I had it on sort of in the background when I was painting over. I didn't watch it with much of it absolutely live because I was off with the kids at the weekend and you couldn't do it. But those evenings when I was painting, I put it on. And then on the Monday and the Tuesday, I think I finished catching up with stuff. Um, then they, they need to sort of give you details on the seminars and stuff. I had We had notes to discuss what went on in the seminar, but since, no, it's been like three weeks since then. So all that stuff's come out. So I've actually got sitting here with Krebin on my desk. Um, and that was only announced at the seminars. It's how long since I wrote these notes. And we know the May to order is coming up this weekend coming, isn't it? Um, which will be the we're, we're on the 23rd and I think the May, they've just announced it haven't they so mail order will be, be the 28th so by the time you're listening to this anyway the mail order would have gone up and you already everybody already knows what's there so um, there wasn't lots of news I know a few people there were a few people complaining about there not being a lot of news and I think at the time for me it seemed I'm, again I don't know but it seemed quite obvious that you know, they just were just about to go to Adepticon, and we know we they were about to have Warhammer Fest in May. It's unlikely that they're going to be able to give too much away um, so close, because um, they will give away all of their big announcements at these at these events that are designed to be for announcements. The of the seminars, obviously, just a, a nice addition to what is the GT. Um, well, something I did pick up on, um, and it's purely comments from other people that were there. So it's nowhere near a kind of um, a confirmation, but they I think I don't even know the wording, but the comment was that when Rob was asked questions about whether he'd like to see a plastic AMR, he didn't confirm either. You know, he had a, a look on his face or sort of hinted that it felt people felt like that there could be one coming. So that will add that um, add to the rumor that, that 
that it might be coming but i think that rumor's been around for months anyway i think it's a lot of wish a lot of wishing there as well i know i'd want one um but other than that you know we've not really had a lot of news in that sense what else is oh the um there's a book coming as well isn't there there's the um what the best of white dwarf book that was announced as well um so that'll be interesting i'm um, definitely something i'd like to pick up a nice collection of scenarios and hobby articles and things would be really cool it seems like it's going to be spanning a line long range as well have you guys seen that the the hints about that no i haven't actually seen anything on that if i'm really honest no i've some had my head in the uh, sand over a few bits of late. <laughs> to be honest, I was, the only thing I was paying attention to was uh, the old uh, GW website on uh, Saturday Gone. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, make sure you got your book on time. Oh yeah, the anxiety. Just swear they don't like me, GW. I'm gonna have a heart attack by the end of uh, the end of series. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm only doing the Horus Heresy series books through Audible now. I don't feel I'm not in, don't feel the panic to go. And, buy them as a collector um no so can't th- wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i haven't got time to read to be honest with you if i was um if i didn't have kids back in the days when i used to read each night and um, without just falling asleep straight away um then i would have wanted to buy the books and probably bought them but yeah i think they showed the cover of it so it's in the same kind of blue current middle earth styling and i'm pretty sure that it's it's excerpts from um from White Dwarfs, right, dating back to sort of early 2000s, so it'll be a, a real mix of stuff. I'm not sure whether any of it's edited to match local, the latest kind of, you know, the latest rules and things. Most things are adaptable anyway, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of price format it's in, whether it's another softback style thing. Um, I imagine it will be, that's a guess. They may they may have even announced whether it is or not, so who knows. Now that we haven't got a, a fest or there was no Adepticon, some of these things might have been confirmed and we know that we're going to get some of these announcements via Warhammer TV and and they've, they've got a couple of web announcements coming up, isn't there? There's one on the 8th? Is one on the 28th or something like that? Is one this weekend coming? Yeah, they're doing a, yeah, they're doing a 28th one. Cool, so that'll be when we first find out some stuff, whether it's any Middle Earth stuff covered in that, I don't know, but that's when we get the first of the kind of the announcements, the the, the strange way that we're going to have our, our news. Still, still quite excited for it. It'll be good to get online and it'll be a nice little buzz. Actually, should um should probably say um um normally the uh, normally GW they stop um stop any of their staff going on podcasts and things and I can understand that they've got their own delivery method with um Warhammer TV etc. Um, I'm sure that probably won't change, but um, um if there is anyone listening, and I know Rob sometimes listens to the show, if um, if they relax that in the in the current climate in order to sort of share some of the news and things and maybe want to get across other formats and obviously we'd love to love to have you on if you wanted to um get the word out there about some of the products that you're bringing out which you're not able to do at these conventions and shows i'm sure they will be covered in the announcements and on on warhammer tv still if you are able to kind of film those um depending on how they're how things go with 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 head office work and stuff, but you know, the invitation is is there. We'd love to have him on, but I appreciate that's probably not possible. Anyway, um, the only thing I want to do then, very quickly, be nice to give the shout out to the people who were winners and won stuff at the GT. Um, you know, we're not really a major topical news source, but um, it's still cool to read out the winners for people who haven't watched it. So, Hero of Legend was Joe Reese Jones for the Gandalf the White, and I think. We, when we saw the pictures online, we all discussed that a little bit. I think you and I called that one, didn't we, Dan? We said is that that's the best that we saw. Obviously, we're only looking at pictures, but I think we both predicted yeah, that I mean, might I, win. I, I thought, yeah, there's something about that model. It just 
you know when you sometimes you just see a model you go, yep that was definitely definitely that one and it's a very look, look very smooth um blends on on the whites are really really nice yeah someone knows how to uh, do their filtering and their blending <laughs> absolutely um company of legend was tom thorpe with his Del mar and his other blasters um i think i've seen those before they're really really nice i think, I think yeah, the, is, it the, is it the purple and yellow check yeah. pattern yeah, very, very nice. Yeah, they, they are nice. I do, I do like the richness he's got to the purple on that one. It's quite of a sort of Romanesque imperial purple to it. I quite like that. And I, I've not met Tom, but I've followed his painting on, on a few social media, so I'm familiar with him. And he, he's got a very distinctive style, and it's a very neat style. There's lots of very neat, thin edge highlighting and highlights on things. Um, very clean, so sort of flat, but then neat highlights. Um, I can see why he made such a good job of the, the checker plate, and he's clearly, clearly got really, really good brush control. Um, Icon of Legend was Andy Hamlin's Gulliver. Um, I think I've, I've seen that one before, but very nice anyway. And then Best Army, um, I did third place, and I didn't catch the name. I think it was something Clayton, but I might be wrong. Um, there was a Erebor Reclaimed Army. Um, second place was um, Sylvan. Um, his, he it was the one with the castle display board with fiefdoms and, and Mordor on there. Um, yeah, it was cool. A very nice, really, really cool, really cool scene. Um, first place was um, let's say one of my lo- on locals, Scott Whitefoot. We've mentioned before on the show a few times. He will be on the show at some point in the future. Um, I don't know. We, I think we were planning on doing it soon. Me and him having a game and we're doing a little record. Obviously, that won't be happening anytime soon. So we might have to look at different formats. But he um, he did a beautiful Dolgador board with a, the White Council and Dolgador on there, um, and that, that was um, well shared around the around the traps, shall we say, right around the time. So people will have seen that. Um, then best sports was Phil Beale, and then the actual results from the GT was third was Aaron Pullen with Rivendell and Fellowship Stroke Corsars. Second was Jay Clare with the Defenders of the Helm Deep and Army of Dunland. And it's really he was on the stream three times maybe because of where he was in the on the top tables. Um, and it's really interesting to see that those armies are competitive, but they probably aren't the most top tier. But he's obviously such a good player. The way he played the Dunland army was fantastic. So if you haven't seen those legendary legions played and you wonder how they might you know work on the table really good to go and watch that warhammer twitch twitch coach in fact what i remember twitch is free at the moment isn't it so you can can go and watch twitch at the moment for free on the war not all twitch sorry the warhammer tv channel twitch they've made it free with the current situation going on so even if you didn't want to pay your usual prime or or subscribe, you can go and back, watch back all of their past um, stuff, all their past broadcasts. And then first place was Jasmine Tetley with Minas Tirith and the White Council Stroke Helm, um, and then Assault on Helm's Deep. Um, and they seem to be a few of those. They're talking about the Assault on Helm's Deep Legendary Legion quite a lot. And people with multiple bombs and things um, seems to be... Something I when we first talked about it, we talked about you know, got the lack of named hero in that list, haven't you? And people were saying that the and I, I probably one of them was was speculating whether the the Isengard force needed a, a named captain or something to help boost them a little bit, a real sort of fighterish um, character. And that assault on Helm's Deep Legion seems to be doing very well. Might be related yes. to the bombs rather than the the buffed captain as a leader, but the but it seems to be quite a, a, you play it well as a effective um, list at the moment. So, yeah, she's a good player. I definitely yeah. um, I saw something, and I think it was um, Great British Hobby League where they're talking about um, berserkers. Yeah, and uh, she was saying how many she she takes as part of a force, and surprisingly few actually, which I, I found a bit surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, surprising. Um, 
Yeah, it's interesting how other players' minds work. I suppose you could take that as you will. But <laughs> so, um, no, I found that really quite illuminating, actually, when you see that people talking about, you know, some people are saying, you know, as many as I can physically ram into the army I put yep. in there. And some people are saying, you know, X amount per warband per models in the army. And she's just like, ah, just a few. Mm-hmm. Just for grabbing objectives. And I thought that's a really interesting way of using them because it stops you just getting quickly sniped off something because they're quite tough. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point actually. I mean, I've, I've, I don't even know how many I've got. So I've, did I mention on the show before I bought, and I think I did. I bought a, um, a Isengard sort of ready-made army, not made, but sort of in in one sale, one of the um, sales, um, places, and um, that's got a few in sort of characters in ready to go and stuff as well. And I've added a few bits to it. Obviously, I ordered some Kreven, um, because they're awesome, and <laughs> why not? Um, what have I ordered? I've ordered some uh, for what about Maher and um, what's his name? God, I've I've lost it. I don't even I can't speak at the moment. Ugluck, no Ugluck, because I've already got you. Who comes with in the two pack with Maher? Um, and Verasku is Verasku and Maher. I think they're in the same pack. Um, and I've ordered. A, I've got a drummer, uh, a, a scout drummer, um, and a couple of other little a few crossbows coming. So I probably got eight hundred points worth of Isengard. Because obviously I needed something to fight my my Rohan list that I was building for Helm's Deep. I wanted some on my own Isengard to to help create some numbers, and I picked up um, the, the new Saruman and Grima set. I might mention it on the last show as well, but so I, I've picked them up over the last few months. So I am well stocked on on things to keep me going for a few, for the rest of the year easily. Um, That's a ridiculously pretty model set. It's so pretty, absolutely. Really, someone's really done a really nice one recently as well. Um, Obviously, photograph with mood lighting and stuff, but they've done the ISR on the Palantir and stuff. I thought that was really cool. Is that the? I think it was yesterday. HD Workshop. What is it? HD Workshop, Australian guy. I, oh, I honestly can't remember. It's awful. I, brought, I should write these things down. But uh, I did see that, and that's cool. And I think that's another thing to say. There's been some really cool hobby going on lately. Of certain parts of the world are slightly further forward in the uh, the process of this you know, <laughs> worldwide pandemic we've got. Um, and people are putting it to good use, I suppose. You know, silver linings and all that. And there's some amazing hobby coming out of the woodwork at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Really amazing. And I, I think we're going to see a lot. And we'll, so we'll talk about it a bit after the break, really. But um, I think people are going to use the time in a positive way and, 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 and try and get lots of lots of sort of painting and stuff done. Um, I suppose the only thing we haven't really discussed, and we were going to discuss it a lot, really, was... was, was we were what we hope to find at fest and things have have you guys got anything you'd like to see this year obviously rumor size or wish listing effectively what would you love to be released this year if you could have anything what would i like to see mm. you, plastic can say, <laughs> you can have like the, you can have what you think might be coming as well if you want to put what your yeah. predictions is but i think well, what you'd like to and wish listing is, is it's cool which isn't fun <laughs> i think in terms of what i what I, I realistically think might occur that I would like to see. Um, more Iron Hills. Because I want more. Why not? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're awesome. And, you know, I really, I'm starting to get a bit more enthused about doing them again um, because I've, I've painted my house, so I don't need to worry about painting any more of those. Um, although I do have a Fandral sitting in a box. He came, I've had a bit of a tidy up and he, uh, he appeared. I was like, what's that? Oh, Fandral. Um... But I want more Iron Hills, and I can paint my chariot and stuff, so that'd be cool. More, more Iron Hills. Um, more books. More books is always good. 
Yeah, I think we'll see books. I think we'll. Yeah. We're going to see. We're going to see a book, aren't we? Probably, maybe more than one. We know we're getting the White Dwarf one as well, so it's going to be some cool stuff. It's quite hard to predict, isn't it? What about yourself, Sam? Anything you kind of would really, really I... like to see released? Anything that you would just have to buy, or maybe would make you start a new army if it came out? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to decide what I think would be good. I would, with the rules for them. I'd quite like to see maybe uh, some new Ent models, uh-huh. but I don't. I think that's quite low on the list if it's going to because there's, there's other stuff that probably needs models way more than the Ents need them. Um, I think realistically, the chance of us seeing a few older metal characters being redone in plastic is probably quite high. So maybe maybe uh, an LSR uh-huh. model. Oh, that'd be sweet. Absolutely stunning. Yeah, I I, I was hoping for one of those when they did um, Gondor at War, and now they haven't done one. It makes me wonder whether we're likely to see it. And I was because I I don't unlike you, I'm not a big fan of the LSR metal sculpt at all. I don't like it. it, it metal ones not age well at all. No, so I would have loved to have seen it. I think if they were going to do it in this, I'm sure it's on a list somewhere. If they, were, I felt I feel like if they were going to do it in this round of. Forge world. of stuff yeah it's either going to be a forge world sort of character based one or they would have done it as plastic with the release with that book the same with the new um, biomere as well so there's a couple of characters i mean that's that's a topic in itself what would you like to see re-released as a master series you know mm. one of their character series models yeah lsr be right up there i would love to see a you know scale appropriate um master sauron yep yeah, that, that would, would be, be really cool. That would be cool as a word I can't use on a podcast. Yeah. With expletives and underlining <laughs> and lots of exclamation marks. Yeah. If you're listening, do it. Let me throw money at you when I've got some again. It would be, that would be cool as hell. Um, I could see them doing I, that if they do do something with The Last Alliance, which has been predicted and talked about for a while. I imagine they could use that as an excuse yeah. to, to do that and... It would be for which case, resin or a lovely new plastic uh, model. Either would work. Well, we'll do it as a diorama then, um, mm. with the Lendil and Isildur. Oh, that would be very cool. And oh, and right then you could wrong. whack um, Gilglad on there as well. And <laughs> yeah, just buy the whole buy the whole Battle of Mount Doom for seventeen thousand pounds and your two first <laughs> children's souls. It'd be fantastic. That would be good, and I could see it coming. I could see that that being a potential, and I'm sure they sit down and have a long term planning meetings or they say well maybe we'll do this or that and then i'm sure i'll be surprised if that hadn't cropped up at some point but it would definitely be good um what would i like i agree with sam i'd like cements unlike you i think there's a good chance of them purely based on i'm pretty sure that they said quite early on in the edition when they brought out gondor at war that the, their intention was to bring out a model for everything that has a profile in those books so everything new that comes out would have a sort of a profile they will bring out a model for it and they've got it's like a different pronged approach i know there are models that have got profiles and had profiles for a long time that they aren't out on sale at the model so some will see via made to order some stuff has been repacked and brought back but i think they're kind of almost like two approaches um because you've mm. got to keep the game new and modern and bring new stuff out rather than just focus just purely on bringing out older stuff so mm-hmm. I think that I think there's probably two of these two pronged approaches of, of new stuff comes out, 
new models come out supporting it but at the same time this constant churn of increasing the range bringing older stuff back which which they need in the range and then the stuff that doesn't need to be fully in the range all the time will be cycled through as made to order and i think most things that are on made to order aren't essential there are alternative sculpts um i think we've meant, we've talked about it before aren't we i think the only things that i can think of off the top of my head that's come on made to order that is a is a well-used profile um, that's not available to buy at the moment would be um, like Kardush or um, Thrandral on Foot Thrandral on Foot and um, uh, Master Elf Ship Ride himself he's um, well, he's not probably not quite so popular anymore but he um, he's I think he came back as made to order as well so there's a couple like that but maybe it's to do with the way they repack because when stuff's coming back it seems to be coming back and repacked with a couple of other models so it might just be that they can't think what model to repack it with at that point and that's what they did as made to order who knows there'll be a reason for it i'm just guessing so i think there is a good chance we'll have ends but based on that purely other than that i don't know no no other reason to say they would so i i i i understand your caution on it especially when there's these multi-part plastic ones that you can do really usable conversions on and that would be my intention for throwing a skulls if it if it goes ahead this year would be to make conversions for them but i think at some point we might see resin ones purely all resin all plastic i don't know they I are quite dramatically different though, aren't they yeah two named know. ones particularly quick yeah i suppose and, so uh, i i, I don't know I, I just feel that they put profiles in there and they said that if they bring out a model the plan was to i'm sure i haven't dreamt that that if they, they bring out a model or bring out a profile the plan is to release a model for it and we've seen that for everything haven't we I th- yeah, I think, I think also they've learned, haven't they? Um, if if they don't do it, someone else will, and I think they've had enough of that. Yeah, I imagine so. Um, who, um, are there any models from the new releases that they haven't released? Any profiles that they haven't released the models for yet? We've even had Kreben now, haven't we? So um, yeah, I think Ents in terms of the the, the the name Dents, uh are the Ents the only ones? Is there one more? I'm sure, there's there one more from the Isengard list. No, yeah, they've done Snogger and whatever, isn't they? I don't know. There may be one. I'm not going to get the books out now and creak my chair and stuff any more than needed to do it, but I'm sure someone will tell us. But I've, I've got a feeling they've they've done most of them. Uh, so that's why I think they might be might have them, though they are. Jump on our social media and let us know. Absolutely, yeah. We're, we're lazy. <laughs> tell us where we're wrong. Come and tell us. <laughs> we're lazy. Let us know. Other than that, I, I really, us. I really want a plastic AMA or a new AMA. I would settle for. The I think it's called Night of the Pelennor, the the alternative sculpt one coming back on a made to order because I like it. I don't like the current metal Emma. I think he's off. He's gone off sale now anyway, hasn't he? Unless he's come back again. I'm not. I think he's gone off sale for a a couple of weeks at least. Yeah. So who knows? People go. Oh, does that mean every time something goes off sale, someone posts up down the in the in GBHL? Does this mean it's coming? Um, who knows but um, I don't like that sculpt I, mean, I haven't bought one yet I've got my Rohan stuff sitting in box ready to go um, that's probably going to be my next project but I do you know really what a little bit left field mm-hmm. terrain more terrain yeah yeah I wonder if I will do that what to would you want to see it's hard to know because I don't know it needs to match the books doesn't it um, it needs to be dwarfy stuff potentially I know I'm very biased on this one but yeah, the... and um, some appropriately evil-looking uh, Mordor-esque. You know, the um, there's a very defined aesthetic for sort of you know um, yeah. Baradur and Minas Morgul and the you know the the Black Gate, etc. That kind of thing. 
I'm trying to think what they. I'm trying to. I always try to think how GW might do it based on what they've done in the past. I wonder. Wonder if they could take the Osgiliath ruins and almost skin them up. Yeah, well, you think about what the what came out with Warcry, and it is all very styled like the Osgiliath ruins. But then there's um, like metal plates and stuff bolted onto it. I wonder if you or another or, sprue where you fits over the top. Yeah, I wonder if you could kind of obviously take that if it is a three D. I don't know how they how old that is and whether it was originally a digital sculpt, but whether you could adjust that and add stuff to it and then re-release it in, in a kind of an orkified way. Um, but that's one option. But yeah, I do agree. It'd be nice to have some wardery type stuff. We've got Lake Ten already. We've got Hobbit holes. A lot of. I'd actually quite like some plastic, sort of really dead-looking trees. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds like so. We don't have thick sets of trees or anything like that. I think Stu and I talked about this when we were talking about like uh, getting trees for little things. You have like the railway modeler esque yeah. trees that you can get, but just a lot of dead looking trees that you can put onto bases that you could use that are made by GW would go down a storm. Yeah, the it's... only one that you've got is that really th- is the one where it comes to three trees. It's like well there's a, there's the other one now as well isn't there the one that's for AOS that's um that doesn't come on a base but the roots kind of almost mark out an area um I can't remember what it's called um but there yeah there is a second wood now and they're quite they could be kind of Mirkwood-esque they could be kind of old man willowish but they are quite you might be bits you have to cover because obviously it's quite a different aesthetic for AOS fantasy than 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 the kind of the fantasy of, of, of Lord of the Rings, so I'm not sure if it 100% fits. Yeah, a Lord of the Rings style wood would be cool. Wood, 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 wood. Um, so you could do Merc wood, 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 wood. Um, I just like some thick wood. Still. You want some uh, thick wood? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a fine <Gordon's> spruce. <laughs> or Farmer Maggot's farm, that'd be wicked. It would be cool. How cool would that be? It would, it would be cool. I just can't see them doing it. It's, there's so much of, of, of Lord of the Rings style terrain is a couple of very iconic scenes. Most of it is kind of open land and things. And also there's there's mm. not as much scope. Um, so you what either add to that. What do you reckon? Uh, I, I, I'm going to go completely against what you've just said. And I'm going to say I'd like to see a plastic Helm's Deep or a plastic Minas Tirith front uh, gate. It'd be amazing. Um, it'd be a big old kit. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it just after I finish like doing that big project, aren't they? So you've seen the. <laughs> so hurry up and finish, Stu. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, stop holding us all back. I just worry the cost would be prohibitive for the size of kit it would need to be, and you know, what, as compared to the price that it's going for on eBay for the old stuff, anyway. Um, I still think it would be an incredibly expensive kit. Just to do the gate on the wall either side, I honestly think we'd be talking. It's about producing a kit that's marketable enough that people would would be willing to buy it. Um, and I think we'd how much plastic and would use you need? It. Yeah, I'm still thinking. And that's why I think they went down the palace. I've mean, talked about it before. Why I think they went down the palisades route was a kind of a way of we've got these siege rules. Um, build your own castles, but look if you if you're not skilled enough, but you still want to play siege. Look, we got these palisades. You can use these as the walls and gate you're attacking. Um, mm. And I think that's why they did it. I do who knows? Maybe maybe 
at some point we'll track down Robert an event when events are happening again and <laughs> be able to ask him whether that was was the thought behind producing the Palisades not only do they fit in with the the theme of of um, um, Rohan and war in Rohan and, and the home the houses and stuff and playing games like Attack on Edoras and all those sort of things but also it, it seems to tie in really really nicely with with being able to play the siege rules using a GW kit it just seems like a win-win really I would love to be proven wrong but I just think for the size of game that um, Lord of the Rings is compared to 40k or AOS or something that's a massive 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 kit um, and a massive sort of expenditure that you'd need a lot of people to buy it in order for it to kind of make money I would guess especially compared to the average buying amount for Lord of the Rings army Um, it is notably cheaper to get involved in this game than almost any of the other GW games short of, well actually no, tell a lie Necromunda's not at all Yeah, Just, gangs are cheap, terrain is expensive I mean we could so, see some more Minas Tirith style buildings that aren't just the Osgiliath Ruin, you could actually see some more more complete buildings um, What about something like um, the Weathertop style uh-huh. of building but um, it's done as if it's loads of arches and stuff. So sort of so Arnor ruined could, style could, could work. War in the North. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that would cool. work. So Those you beautiful could... style buildings, but you don't necessarily have to have a weather top. You can, if you bought several versions of the kit, you could effectively make weather top, something like that. But yeah, just something that's big enough that it can be a little bit of can be generic as well as uh, as well as yeah that could work if they were looking to to do something like that. I'm guessing, but they take so much of their aesthetic from what we've seen on this on the screen um and we've only Someone... seen where the top haven't we we haven't seen so you look at everything else that they've made is is designed pretty much from from peter jackson's films and we've not seen uh we've not seen a, a an arnold ruin apart from where the top and they do make uh, a weather what top. kind of we have though if you actually like um obviously alan lee was one of the technical directors for mm. the movies um, he illustrated the books, and his sketchbooks got a lot of stuff from that okay. in it. Yeah, yeah. I suppose if we go from that, I, I, yeah, that that would work. For, personally, I think that's that's enough. I do wonder sometimes though whether they want to keep really, really close to what people recognise from the from the actual films, rather than what they may have seen from from our four of the art and art department appendices or something like that. So I know we're all nerds and really, really into a lot of that kind of stuff, but. I do wonder sometimes when they make those decisions on me it being instantly recognisable and whether that would look reckoned a bit with our propensity for being neckbeards <laughs> I wonder as well give I don't, me my obscurity I wonder whether what's on the market has an effect as well you see, you mentioned about other people doing it in terms of miniature sculpts but you, there are a lot of 3D files out there and people selling um, Minas Tirith stroke or style stuff now that's really really nice you can get mm. pillars that look almost identical to pillars from from, from the Daradelf and other Moria kind of stuff so a lot of those things are already done as well so I'm sure we'll see more stuff but we're really 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 interesting to see what what they do and it'll probably relate to a, a future book release if the campaign if the, it's a big enough campaign book so that I really find really hard to guess you can make some logical guesses for some things about what they may do that next terrain piece that's a really good question because I really couldn't pick it up really I've got a clue um, we're definitely rambling now what else I, I think yeah Plastic Aimer I'd love to see. I really hope to see. And I think there is a chance based on some of the rumours, and it is purely rumour, I think, for the reasons I've already said, I think there's a good chance we'll get Ents, but when we get them, I don't know. But I think they will try to stick with their rule of 
of doing that. And then other than that, I'm really, I've got no idea. I think there was a thread started by Matt Davis about what you'd like to see or whether you saw like a, a what do you talk about a fellow? This is going back a couple of months now, like a prequel fellowship type of books of the early stages. My guess was, you know, a future book could be based on the first film, having these two books being based on film three and then film two. So it's kind of compiling some of those early things and getting the elvenness in. But whether we see that or not, I don't know. I have no idea really what what the the next book's going to be, other than the the White Dwarf compilation, because they could go anywhere with it, and they really surprised us with the Shire. But so that'll be my wish listing. I trust them. It's going to be cool stuff. But I'd love those Ents, and I would love a plastic Aoma. If I could pick two things that I would definitely spend money on this year, it'd be those. Cool. Right. Should we take a break and uh, we'll come back and we'll um, we'll, we'll we'll ramble on some more because it's a potentially rambly show tonight. So see you on the other side of the break. The hour grows late and bland of grey plastic comes seeking my counsel. You are sure of this bland elf? Yes, the event is fully painted. It was in the event pack, under my nose the whole time. Yet you did not have the wit to see it. Your love for the Facebook group has slowed your mind. We must join him, Blandalf. The commission painter. We must be fully painted. When did Surly Man the White give in to madness? But I am now Surly Man of many colours. Miniature Realm Studio is a commission painting service. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter or contact us directly at miniaturerealmstudio at gmail.com. You have elected the way of paint. We're back again. So we have been rambling on a lot this show. There's pretty much zero content. I've just been jabbering on like three people that haven't really spoke to each other for three weeks, and that's pretty much the reality of it. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about hobby while on lockdown or potential lockdown depending on what part of the world you're in um and whether that's going to change our um what we were planning on doing I mean, it's definitely changed our gaming plans at least it should have done if you're still planning on going out gaming naughty naughty don't do it um so unless you play with the people who you live with yes yes so um unfortunately we wasn't allowed to arrange a swap where my wife and kids moved out for the foreseeable future and move you two into the spare rooms and uh, we just had to stay in and play games all the time it would have been good but um <laughs> yeah we're not we're not, we're not going to be we're not going to be gaming for a while so it's definitely changed the the plans a little bit so yeah sam has it have you thought about how you can use the, the hobby time and, and mention other gaming systems here because it's all applicable. It's about giving people ideas of of, of what you can do really to try and keep yourself sane. Um, so have you, have, you, have, you, have you thought about approaching your hobby differently now because of this? Um, I'm definitely going to look at painting some of the stuff that I, I want to paint to paint rather than to game because obviously I don't have any games or events coming up now for the foreseeable future that are going to uh, require models like getting ready for as soon uh-huh. as possible. So, I think the big thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to try and work on like a few character models here and there for various systems. Um, I've got the I think it uh, Doc Slate Macula or whatever his name is from uh, Necromunda for the Orlocks. He's oh, like yeah, their, yeah. their named character. I got I've had him for. Uh, over a year now uh, sat built undercoated uh, and I 
airbrushed him and some of my other Orlock gangers yesterday. So hopefully I'll be able to sit down and put some paint on those guys just, just for fun. I've given them all just like funky weapons that I wouldn't necessarily use in the gang normally, uh, just because they're quite expensive in points. So right. uh, I try and sort of paint them for a little bit of fun. Like I said, Aragorn's up there um, to paint as well. Uh, Halalala Brad uh, is also <laughs> on the list to do. Halala Brad. Um, <laughs> hal, hal, halal, he's, he's kosher. Um, oh is that okay to say? I yeah, know. I think so. I think so. I think people will take that in the right spirit. I hope they do. We'll soon find out, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, out of all of us to get us banned off the air. Didn't think no, it would be no, me. I think, that's, I think that's fine. Within two hours of <laughs> lockdown. Um, uh, and I, I'm just going to sort of go between various little bits. I haven't really got anything that I need doing. So, um, Although, now that I've said that, I have got the Necromunda Enforcers. I, I'm really enjoying the visuals of Necromunda at the moment and sort of painting and airbrushing all the bits and bobs. Uh, for that will be quite fun. And I've got some enforcers that I want to do in um, a green that uh, I used to use on my old Mechanicum stuff. Yeah, uh, and I want to do that sort of like poppy green uh, on them with some nice white helmets to sort of add a little bit of contrast. Contrast the right word, but a little bit of colour difference to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that they're the main things on my list. Sorry, sorry, it's not Lord of the Rings, but it, oh, I think I think what, times um, times mean that we can just talk about what we're planning on doing a little bit and how we're planning to keep ourselves sane. And if you've got other things on your painting desk other than the, the Lord of the Rings, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's if I'm going to be really honest, Lord of the Rings is very much a game that I got into to play with friends, and obviously <laughs> where I can't play with friends for it now, I'm sort of like, oh well. I still love it, yeah. But what I want to paint right now is is Necromunda, yeah. sadly. Well, you need to adapt, um, I, don't you, situation, don't you? And if you're you've you've you spent all that time painting your army, you've got two armies really painted, and you're ready to play. And now you're at a position where you've painted your your stuff and you can't play. So you've you've got to look for other means and until you can start playing again. Actually, I know what I do want to really paint. I want to paint. I've got some Hobbit characters that I really want to paint. Oh, you haven't painted them, have you? Yes. So I might actually do those as sort of like a little bit of a palette cleanser, so Mm -hmm. completely different. And I'll probably put them in some really vibrant uh, little Hobbit suits as well, (laughs) sort of make them super exciting. Little Hobbit suits. Well, they're not full price suits, are they? They definitely got them half price at the shops because they were half off, and that was like mostly in the leg section anyway. Oh, it's full price for them. Yeah, they... <laughs> it comes, it comes I don't, to your long. I don't. I don't. I don't think they travelled to um, to to Brie. I went into a shop and said, oh, "Have you got anything in a smaller size?" I think they probably probably bought them locally. Where it'd just be normal. Don't you it? assume? <laughs> don't you assume for them, Stuart? Uh, it'd be good to see those. Though I remember you've, um, you've you, I saw them. I think you're the first, those are the first ones I saw. Your your versions. You've had them built, didn't you? When I when I bumped into you a couple of months back. So um, yeah, it'd be nice to see you paint those and get them get them shared on the group. Are you going to finish your? You've if you, I'm guessing you didn't quite finish your display board in the end because you realised that um, you nearly finished it. I know I've seen pictures of it 
nearest damn it done but i've not seen water running through it kind of thing so where are we up to on that yeah it was very much a case of bar bar the final touch of checking the waters running and yep. adding uh grass tufts and yeah. bits and bobs like that it it was very much done it just needed those final steps and obviously where the announcement sort of went out that the event was not going to go ahead it did it was very much this emergency stop button. Yeah. I do not need to finish this right now. That can be something that future Sam can deal with. Yeah, I was, I was like I mentioned earlier, I was exactly the same with that that final table of terrain that I was doing. I had plenty of time to do it, but I just stopped when I knew I didn't didn't have to. Um, I used the it's time to finish off some work, happens, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so what about yourself Dan of your plans or your, your hobbying plans now that you uh, can't do anything other than hobby um, and play on your Playstation <laughs> yeah uh, Doom's put a bit of a dent in the old uh, works for that <laughs> one um, it seems we've broken the fourth wall and we're talking about uh, the other systems I do have uh, well actually I don't know do I um Greetings for the Warp are doing a Heresy Doubles uh, back end of May. Will we go into that? I honestly couldn't say. Um, obviously, we still live in hope. Mm, you never know. It is I held in a school, though. So, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think so, but you never know. But I was painting them for that, and I bought a whole new army, and I've, you know, I've been, I spent a lot of last week off feverishly painting those, which is a bit of a, a bit of a blow. Um, but I think you should finish uh, them. Like I said to you, I think you should finish them first. Now you've got them half done, because things I, I personally I always find things really hard to return to once you started them and then pause for whatever reason. It's a bit like that when my Azox Legion and Hunters stuff, uh, uh, they were sort of half done and, and didn't go back and do it because I've painted another evil army. So as much as I want you to paint Middle Earth stuff and talk about painting Middle Earth stuff, um, I think you should go and finish them before you do other stuff. But there's a couple of weeks working them, so I'll knock them out of the park. Um, mm. You know, not getting too much into my personal situation, but uh, I'm very fortunate that uh, the uh, the government have stepped in and said they're going to, you know, pay 80 percent of our wages because unfortunately that is going to be my uh, my situation that I'm in. Um, yeah. uh, as you know, uh, the industry that I am involved in. Uh, thank yes. goodness I'm no longer in tourism. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Well, yes. Uh, yeah, you've already had that fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. September was great. In fact, it's 23rd as well. So, yeah, we're having all the fun. Um, <laughs> people can people can uh, put two or two together and work out where you worked now. <laughs> yeah, exactly six months apart to the day. <laughs> Funny, though, isn't it? Yeah, um, but, uh, yeah, that's left me with potentially up to three months' worth of, um, you know, I know it's not used in this sense normally, but uh, at Her Majesty's pleasure. So, you know, <laughs> her government is paying for me to sit at home and, and play Doom and read books and, and paint armies. So. And you're only laying out for fresh air once a day. So it is very much like... <laughs> uh, I can see in my garden as much as I blooming all like. <laughs> so, and I fully intend to. I've got a humid awful of cigars that he's dealing with. So, <laughs> the point is, um, I know we've touched on this very briefly earlier in the, the episode, but this will be a very tough time for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go out there and say that I don't always deal with stuff like this incredibly well. So I've made a promise to myself to try and do the best with it I can, mm-hmm. and speak to people where I need to. 
generally try and enjoy it because to be honest, I haven't got much of a say in it. Yeah. So I might as well use it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a really rough situation. I am incredibly fortunate compared to an awful lot of people. I don't want anyone listening to this to think that, you know, I think this is an opportunity for a jolly. It's not at all. Um, it's a very serious situation. There's an awful lot of people who are, you know, incredibly worried about friends and loved ones who've got people who work in the emergency services, etc. And, you know, I've got infinite respect for that. But for my own personal circumstances, I just got to get on with it and try and enjoy it as much as I can because otherwise I'll go crazy. Yeah. So I think being there for each other, as I touched on earlier in the episode, um, people doing, you know, Discord uh, things, my local group of, of, of boys, um, rather than doing our usual meetups, we're trying to engage with each other um, via, you know, Facebook Messenger and things like that. Just finding ways to connect with people because this is, you know, as much as people decry us as, you know, all oh, these, you know, basement dwelling nerds, is a social hobby for the most part. Yes. And a large part of that has, you know, rightfully, I would say, been taken away from us because obviously, as last week, I proved we can't be trusted. <laughs> um, so, you know, Nanny Boris has got his stick out and he said, no, you're not going out to play anymore, which is fair enough. Mm-hmm. Needed to happen. It certainly did. Certainly did. Um, so I think it's ways of trying to fulfill that social part of the hobby that, um, you know, because I'm not going to see my family. A lot of us won't. You know, you're not going to really see a lot of your friends. So it's just trying to find ways of maintaining that social contact. Yeah, yeah I agree. Listening to podcasts. And I think you were right to, to touch on that. We, uh, we're not we're not saying this is a, a, a holiday that we can use to get lots of extra hobby done. It's very much a case of where well, you've got to put something, you've got to do something positive with your time. If you have extra free time where you can't go and do the things you'd normally do um, and you're able to, um, doing some hobby whether that's um, if you are lucky enough to, to live in a place where you've got family members you can play games with playing games would be a really good way of doing it whether it's catching up with recording a podcast or other people online talking um, or just chatting when you're when you're painting and getting an extra hobby done in that sense is, is a positive way of, of especially from a mental health point of view um, hobbies are really really important and uh, yeah, no point if we're talking about things you can do on lockdown are we trying to kind of um, remove the seriousness of the situation and the, the danger that, that a lot of people are in uh, whether that be um, through the health or, or financially as well um, so yeah good good point to bear in mind I don't even want people thinking that we're, we're taking it lightly I think with our rambly tone and up and down all over the place today I think probably people can tell we're not our usual selves anyway and that's so um, hopefully that comes across but anyway I was sort of interrupting a little bit so what have you got some, aside from your you finished your chariot to do um, we're definitely going to see that aren't we what, uh, so, aside from painting my uh, my new heresy army, I do have my chariot, which I am really, really, really excited to paint. Um, and it'll stop me getting the horrendous stink eye off the other half because I get the <laughs> you've got that for Christmas look. Um, and as you know, most people with the calendar can work out, we are now very nearly in April, so I really ought to deal with that, um, especially considering it is ridiculously lovely model and it was also grossly expensive so it really should be dealt with yeah i'll, I'll, I'll be talking I'll... about the other half or the or painting the model <laughs> oh she always needs to be dealt with but you know she's safe from me for at least the next couple of weeks <laughs> that would be good to see and i know you you built it quite a while or prepped it didn't you quite a while ago i know you've been itching to do it and then you've had other things because of events coming up that you needed to have you yeah if you got any plans for because you've got a few more elves left you've got any plans or depending on how long you're you know 
how long we can before we can play games again. I'm guessing you might end up painting the rest of those. Or have you got no plans to do that? Um, well, no, they're on the list for the expanded army. Um, I always planned on taking them to a thousand points. It seems like the natural finishing point for an army for yeah. Middle Earth. So, and I'm one of those people with that dreaded uh, collector gene. Have to, uh, you know, get things finished. <laughs> was, you know, I start you know, bleeding or something. You know, biting my <laughs> fingernails down to the to the bone because I, I can't handle it. Um, yeah, I've got uh, the rest of the cavalry to paint, which, you know, they're a joy. I've forgotten how much I love painting horses. <laughs> I don't love painting horses. Really hate painting horses. Forgot how much I hate painting horses. That's why I used to play Bretonians, because they're just half hidden by skirts, weren't they? So. <laughs> I do think many people like painting horses. I'm sitting in the middle of doing uh, um, some myself now. I've got so there's eight Dunlending horsemen on the, on the table for a commission, so... Yeah, horses. or at least they're pretty horses. They are lovely models. Really, the whole range is beautiful. Actually, to be fair, the the, old, the sculpt on the uh, Lothlorien cavalry is actually pretty good. It's a far cry from Empire Pistoliers. It's <laughs> um, you know they're they're not bad uh, as far as they go, and they they have some really good sort of flow to them. So it actually, gives you some opportunity to try and get some shades and definition into areas yeah. rather than just seeing these big blank areas that you've got to try and make look biological you know natural yeah i use the airbrush a lot um i'm just trying mm. to use the natural natural shading you get from the contours of the, of the horses and then you know, at least you get the first sort of two or three tones that way and then go in with less layering because it's just speeds it up really but um yeah horses are still never fun yeah i've got some more of that to paint i've still got some more infantry to paint as well um obviously i've done galadriel and Celeborn in their pajamas so uh they're done um I've got to get some more um, Galadrim Court, uh, the guards. Uh, I need to convert onto a banner as well. Right. Um, I, I will get around to expanding them. I don't know whether it'll be during this period. I'm, yeah. you know, if, in all honesty, I'm hoping I'm not kicking around at home for that long. <laughs> they are so far down my list of things to paint because, to be honest, you know, I got a little bit sick of the sight of them. If I'm honest with you, so um, yeah, no, I'm not running. They're they're, they're my uh, models of you know. In case of extreme board and break glass, um, I've got uh, obviously my boots and pieces. I've got my ashes to paint for Necromunda that because yep. uh, I've got a delight gang. Uh, so I put the ashes that I bought recently aside um, because I've got something to play with with what was our little gaming group. See, that's on hold at the moment, so there's no rush for any of that at the moment. And I, to be honest, I've had my Titanicus stuff since day one, uh, <laughs> and as as you have mentioned before, Tim. People, I, I painted some bits and pieces for Dave of the 30k channel. Yeah, and I well and truly burnt my uh, hobby mojo out on painting tiny titans, i.e., tiny titan trim on those. <laughs> so I've, you know, I've got a whole army just sat in a box. It's all uh, primed, all that kind of stuff. But I just can't bring myself to do it. So maybe I might do that. <laughs> Depending on how long the uh, how long before. Oh, uh, you- I suppose as long as you can still order new things, you may well find that you're buying stuff that, that jumps ahead of the things on the list anyway. Uh, potentially, uh, given the severity of the situation, I don't think um, gross expenditure is no, going to be no, 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 an true. option for me, unfortunately. But, um, you know, I'm not not pleading poverty at this point, but I, I need to be a bit more careful than I normally would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 20% often. more careful, let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I, given I have so much to paint, buying more models 
the, the to be honest, my, my primary expenditure. If I do do any hobby expenditure, then you know, as it comes, is uh, paint. Really, I, I'm running out of um, various essentials as well. I need more um, airbrush cleaner and uh, Tamiya thinners and things like that. And uh, I need to potentially put some money through chip and get some more scale paint. Yep. I've placed a large order with uh, our sponsor today, um, making sure that I've got. Uh, I'm partly well. I need it for work anyway, but I placed quite a large paint order with him today um, to get me through the uh, the next sort of couple of months or so. Because at the moment I'm still working as normal. I've got no one's cancelled on me. None of my clients have cancelled on me. Will I have any problems shipping stuff to anyone? I'm not so sure. Hopefully not. Hopefully my mail order and stuff is all working okay. But um, just yeah. career it. Yeah, I think that well, should be an option. Careers, uh, careers yeah. will still do it. Well, I've just careered, I've just careered a the Mordor army that I've just finished painting to um, to the states, and that made it all the way to the states in overnight from using uh, using UPS. So definitely not an issue. It's been held at the moment somewhere, not at customs afterwards. So maybe they're kind of holding parcels to decontaminate. Who knows? Who knows? But um, it's it's over there and it's not been lost, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, obviously they're still running at the moment. Um, well, it's more that um, DPD etc. will collect, won't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's, the house. That's, that's that's the thing. So I'm hoping those kind of services keep going for 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 non-essentials, if that makes sense. I think they will keep going, but hopefully they keep going for what is seen as non-essentials as well. Um, we need to see how it goes. But um, yeah, at the moment I'm, I'll be working at, as usual. So hopefully, uh, hopefully everything's all smooth with that. Um, cool. So, I mean. My, Obviously, we'll be podcast, podcasting as well. We'll do we some will of that. be doing lots of podcasting. I think um, I'd like to. Um, it depends on what else is going on in our lives. I suppose um, I would love to record once a week. Whether that happens or not, I don't know because uh, wife and uh, kids will will come into that, no doubt as well. Um, my wife, my wife's work. We're not going to detail. My wife's work is going to be or has already shut down for a, a period of time. Um, she's still employed, luckily at this moment in time. Um, but um, she's she won't be going to work, so it means that uh, she can take over the now homeschooling that we're doing, um, and then I can work um, work in the week. It was looking at one point like we were. I was going to be working all kinds of weird hours. Um, just because she was working at the same time, but now her business has actually closed for the time being. Um, I will uh, hopefully have some time to work in the normal kind of office hours time of period. So it means my hobby might not get impacted. I was worried that all my evenings were going to go to actually just do my job. Um, having looked after kids all day, but I sh- hopefully will still have a, a decent amount of hobby time. Um, and my plans haven't really changed really is get my last couple of tables done for, done for flotsam and jetsam and planning that as normal um we'll get the last table done and maybe do two more i'll leave it a little bit closer to time before i invest in those things at the moment again trying to be sensible with money because as i said my wife's still working at the moment or still has a job at the moment and should do for a few months but we don't know how, how things may change and um and i've got lots of armies here ready to go so i'm, I'm still going to do my my helms deep um as a big terrain build and i will start with my um Rohan army and I'm going to start with the foot army which I need to play the, the scenario for, for Helm's Deep um, and then I'll do the mounted stuff afterwards which is probably a bit backwards because most people are preparing to for the you know to do a normal standard Rohan mounted lists but I'm going to start with the foot troops and all the dismounts and things so I can do the siege game so my aim is to get those done and probably my Isengard army which I've mentioned earlier in the show because um, I'm ready to go there I wish I had it I wish I'd, I wish I'd done it already 
um, because I quite like the idea. This is probably incredibly nerdy. But I quite like the idea of of trying to do the game via video or something. Even if I'm the one moving the models, get people on, do it do it via Facebook Live, get people commanding the armies remotely or something, and finding some way of doing this some kind of online gaming um, other than like tabletop simulator and stuff. Actually, play a game and I don't know. It's a cool idea. It's it's a, it's a way of maybe killing some boredom how easy that will be to do when i can't like kick the kids out of the house for the day when i would do that kind of thing i don't know but um um i haven't got the armies now anyway so and i know won't be ready till till autumn and if we're uh, still locked down by autumn anyway who knows the kids will probably be buried under the patio by then um judging by first day of homeschooling and how fun that was um <laughs> it's it's um it's um yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun and i'm quite lucky i'm not i've not got the smallest of of houses i've got so we got i live in a three-story house it's not huge but it's um there are we can get away from each other in this house i know some people have um i've got smaller buildings and if you've got your kids in all the time it must be really really hard but sorry, it makes me sound like hey my big house it's not getting out i'm not rich at all but i'm just living in, yeah, in the a, kids in a, keep chasing the peacock right <laughs> <laughs> tiny little garden tiny little garden as well i live in a I just live in a townhouse just means it's three stories but um we're um we're in the I think I don't know if I talked about this before. We're just about to move my office. So I'm in a box room at the moment, and we've got a, a house that's basically a four bed, but could be a five bed. You have like a, a second living room on your middle floor, and we we just didn't use it apart from a couple of months in the winter. So we're getting rid of it, and it's going to become my my eldest bedroom on the middle floor next to his brother um so they're on the same floor and then the little office i'm in which is on that floor will just become a guest room because it's a little box room and then on the top floor we've got my, our master bedroom so, and uh, people are loving this bit of the show aren't they and and another double room and that's going to become our study at, up and out of the way and i will have a much bigger workspace and then my wife will have a desk on the other corner as well so we're trying to expedite that kind of process of decorating one room and move it all up now because my wife's going to do doing a little bit of work from a little bit more work from home and it's quite hard to do that from the kitchen table while the five-year-old's doing his homeschooling from the kitchen table and the one-year-old's i don't know walking around bashing stuff and screaming and and, and yeah it's it was quite quite hectic in our um in our living space today <laughs> um, and i'm sure many people have experienced the same things recently listening to this so that's probably going to be first my thing actually is finished doing this kind of move my office and get in a slightly bigger space um and then i'll um yeah, I'll start my own hobby projects but other than that not much has really changed so i think it's going to be a case of keeping each other sane isn't it trying to talk about the game and um plan things still and share a hobby and get online and, and and sort of take each other away from the thinking about the the frustration of being locked up in inside a lot of the time and, and then the worry about the the more serious sides to what's going on at the moment um so i don't know have you guys got anything else you want to add anything because we, we, we are rambling tonight and i i, I apologize for that a little bit um but it was always going to be a bit of a strange show to record, especially coming on like we did just after that last announcement that we were going to the strongest lockdown probably since um, since wartime country type stuff. But um, um, any any other ideas we can do? Is this something we can do positive as a group? You know, if you're listening to this, you can give us some ideas. Um, well, why don't we touch on something we've uh, possibly planned for uh, future? Yeah. The, uh reviewing and looking at uh looking at the movie something that we can all engage in 
Yeah. So, the, so mm-hmm. then, so the next show we've talked about this a lot, and when we first announced the show and did the first couple of episodes we, we we said we were going to do different things on the show and sometimes we would depart from the tabletop game itself um i think i don't think as many people listen to this that don't like the movies so we're gonna we're gonna do a bit of a a discussion for the main topic discussion anyway we're obviously talking gaming beforehand but about the films and rather than do a kind of in-depth review of each movie at this point we want to do a bit of a comparison between the two trilogies and why one was such more highly regarded than the other um, talk a little bit about some of the reasons that were given by the obviously the makers of the films. If you if you've watched the um, appendices of those films, you'll get a bit of an idea. Um, we just have a bit of a, an open discussion about it. Really, we're not looking to start any arguments. People have their own opinions, and that's fine. Um, but just I find it quite an interesting topic. Um, so talk about those kind of things, things that we don't like about the films, or we did like maybe that we we would have done differently. It's just it's good to talk about these things, and we thought it'd be a bit of fun. And we'd love to hear from you guys about what you like about them, or why you think one was better than the other. And um, you might really love the Hobbit films and think you'll think they're better than the Lord of the Ring trilogy. I don't think many people do, but I'm sure there's people out there that do that. So if you do, let us know why and what you like about them. But, should be should be a good one. It's going to be another rambly show that section, but we think it'd be a nice thing to do to take people's minds off what's going on at the moment, especially without any gaming to really talk about. We we will talk about the game, but it'd be nice to kind of have a bit of a, a more of an open Lord of the Rings discussion. And, yeah. and movies is easy to talk about rather than kind of some kind of in depth analysis of the Silmarillion or something like that, which might seem well, a little bit heavy. I think- other people are covering other aspects of the gaming already as well when they're doing you know faction reviews, the, the latest Green Dragon when they're talking. Uh, Candish stuff. Yeah, it's, cool. it's really. I just finished the show off today. It's really, really good. Um, I was listening to it early. I've not finished it, but um, so I don't think we should go play light on a, a faction that I've never really even considered. So it was quite interesting. So I don't think we should go play in their playground. To be honest, they're doing a much better job of it than they would. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Unless we've um, we we don't we'd be getting guests on to do that kind of thing if we do, and if it's oh. someone that's, that's that's played those games and those armies, I wouldn't want to do a faction review just by looking at um, the, the words on a page and trying to trying to guess what they're like. We will get experts on to do that. We've always said all along this will be a much more of a relaxed magazine style style show rather than in depth on stuff that we don't know about. Um, and it, and there's YouTube guys doing that as well. I think um, Derry's done stuff on. Um, um, Guardians um, YouTube channel he's doing sort of in-depth reviews into the lot of the Legend of Legends at the moment and they're great and they're in kind of like 20 minutes half an hour slots as well and he talks about list writing and stuff people that play the game a lot more than we than we have and um, doing very a lot more knowledgeable doing a much better job so you're right there um, so what else I mean we talked I think we talked about this offline didn't we I think a few people have banded around tabletop simulator in the um in the show notes so if anyone's playing tabletop simulation and using it for games of spg just um, let us know how it goes whether it's in the group or something or send us an email or a message let us know if it works it's something that interests me i don't know if my uh, laptop is man enough for it i think you two got macs haven't you and uh, i'm sure i read somewhere it's not available on on mac but um sounds about right um, i think you download tabletop simulator through steam and then there's probably for licensing reasons i imagine is you can download pack or something somewhere that gives you all of the all trying to get ms office to run properly on a max hard enough i'm not i'm not playing <laughs> i'm not tempting fate on that one. Oh, it'd be good if we could if it, if it does work if you'd find out it does work on a mac then maybe we should look into it It'd be a good way of us playing some games um sam maybe we should do some we talked about 
on another on another podcast that you came on when you were on the Gino podcast we talked about role playing didn't we and potentially mm-hmm. doing some online role playing well maybe now is the time um, to talk I, about that I think that. you might be right <laughs> maybe now is the time I still would love to do something Middle Earth related um, but um, well, Someone I'll tell you what, on his leather jerkin <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, how many how many likes or comments do you want on on a post to get us to do a live um, <laughs> Lord of the Rings role play. You name a number, and if we get that, we'll do a live. We'll I, do a live I streaming. Have, I have the one concern. Go on. So this is a PG thirteen show, and I'm not sure that that live show would be able to be PG thirteen. Um, Especially considering I'd need to drink to do role playing live <laughs> or in any. I, no. Uh, dear. I, I, I like what, the idea of it though. I do like the idea. Of surely, if we if we make it a charity thing, we can make it so that sorry, we may be swearing during this charity <laughs> event. <laughs> Is that kind of like sorry about this, but we're doing good, so you have to forgive us? Is that the? Is that the well, we can do we could do it on my old YouTube channel, so it's not necessarily affiliated with this show. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it might be and something then that way. If, well, if we get a good enough response from people listening, I would be happy to do it. Obviously, Dan, if it's not something that you're comfortable doing and it will take a few drinks, then absolutely fine. But I mean, I think Stu, Stu's right on it. Us doing a Lord of the Rings role play online would probably be quite an interesting thing to do. We could maybe get a few friends. Uh, yeah, well, I'm on, sure on Tom. Well. I'm sure Tom would be up for it. So, and, and, and not most of the people listen to this way of experience. Tom, who's, who's my co-host on the on the Gino show, and it, there would be swearing involved. I don't think there's any way past that if Tom's involved. Um, <laughs> painting a real well, picture. Of... <laughs> <laughs> Try balancing the levels on that. Oh yeah, it's going to be quite hard <laughs> to balance the the volume levels on that. As well. um, I like the idea. Um, I feel like we we talked about this on the other show. I feel that we would we couldn't do a serious version, so it would probably be a comedy, unintentional silly comedy version. So, but yeah, that might be something we can do. And even if we don't broadcast it because it's too silly, we something we can talk about on the show. But in terms of us keeping ourselves sane away from the podcast as it is anyway, might be a nice fun thing to do. Um, once uh, once I'm up like, for that, I suppose. That's not be a cure joy about things. Yeah, just uh, exactly. you just might be a while editing stuff if we're editing all the swearing yeah, out. Where we, yeah, well, I don't think we could do that. But we, we even if we don't even if we don't produce something that we um, publish, it'd still be fun to do anyway. And maybe that's something other listeners could do in looking at ways of playing games over over social media. I.e., so someone sets up a table and with the phone says, right, sets up two armies. And he said, "What do you want me to do? Yeah, can you move that wall band up six inches this way? That just there? Yeah, they're just there. And you play. You suck my battleship. Yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, though, if if it keeps people, if it gives something people something positive to do, do it. It'll be great. And then let us know about it. Share it in the group and show us what you're doing. How you're. Because the easy thing to do is just paint, and that would be my go-to. And I'm quite a quite good way of company, so the thought of being able to paint will keep me fairly happy. But even I, I was gagging for a game." before before all this was happening so the thought of not being able to play for a very long long time is quite actually makes me sad um but i'm as same with many many people out there and final thing i suppose is that um so when i ordered the krebin the other day i um i ordered an extra set because i want to give some away i don't think we're the first lord of the rings um, based um media to do that i thought of short tabletop gaming i'll give them some i might be wrong um top table gaming um but anyway i bought an extra set um to give away on the show 
because I'm nice like that. Look at me, I'm cool. Um, so, altruism yeah. so now I'm going to be really uncool by asking for one of my asking. Choose the really modest one. I am really modest. Um, funny mood today, but hey, hey, oh. Um, what I want, what I'm going to ask you to do in order to win said box of Forge World Kremlin, um is not cool. It's really, really basic, boring commerciality from us as a podcast. Um, we want you to help us get basically get the show out there a little bit more. We've got a we've got a, a good listener base, um, but you can always you know always have more, can't you? So it's going to work like this. Anyone who currently or hasn't already in future likes or follows the show on any of our social media will get one entry per social media type so if you like the um the uh, out of the frying pan facebook page and you follow us on twitter and you follow us on instagram you get three entries um if you are in the group for the podcast as well on facebook that would be another entry if you're just in the group it'll be one so it's a cumulative um and then if you share the post for this episode on any of those social media when it comes out so that's retweeting it on twitter or um sharing the post on facebook or doing some kind of screen grab share with a link on on instagram um we will also give you uh, an entry there as well just tag us in that when you share it so we know you've done it otherwise it might be hard to to sort of note that down and i will put that all into a list and then I'll a random number generate it and I'll see the more things so I think the most you can get will be five and actually it could be more if you share it on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram um, I think you could have up to seven entries um, if you really, really 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 wanted to win these so it's a little bit cheesy it's a little bit we don't normally we've not done anything like that before the last thing we gave away was very much a you say something funny and we'll we'll do it but this is very much more of a commercial help get our name out there but you know what it's not a bad thing to do for some some free Forge World toys, is it? All the thing, only other thing I will say is if you win it and I'm unable to post it to you for for obvious reasons for a while, we will get it to you as soon. And that's anywhere in the world, but we'll get it to you as soon as we're able to do that. I'd rather hold off a couple of um, a couple of months if need be and make sure that it got to you safely rather than rely on some post posting you to you know to places in the, in the world that are very on lockdown at the moment. So, but. Um, Hopefully, people want to win it, and I can give it away. Cool. So, guys, have you got anything else you want to add to our um, our section on how we're going to cope for the next few weeks, months, maybe? Oh, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Stick with us. Thank you very much for listening through all of this. If you made it this far, then yeah, uh, you'll yeah. probably do all right the next few months because you've already coped with propensity for boredom. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, all the people who are doing really cool stuff, you know, just keep on doing it. Um, there's an awful lot of really cool um, stuff going on already in the communities, not just Middle Earth, but just hobby in general with some really uh, interesting hashtags kicking about. And, uh, you know, even just in general life, there's an awful lot of exercise stuff and food stuff people are sharing. So, you know, reach out to people. Um, look at what you can have a look at online. It's not all doom and gloom. Um, I have to admit, uh, Facebook's been a bit of a hard sell to go on and browse in the last couple of days because of, uh, you know, I don't know about anyone else, the wall's been a bit relentlessly miserable. Yep. yep. For, for, for possibly good reasons, but um, it doesn't necessarily help if that's all you're getting. Um, so, you know, possibly pick where you're looking, um, keep it to your hobby groups, because uh, hopefully there shouldn't be too much of that. Uh, I think the, the general memeing has. Uh, calm down a little bit <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah just get in touch 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm, we won't bother going for the normal break that we do at this point to come back and do kind of our shout outs and stuff because I feel we're already in that mode already, already talking to people a little bit strange. So, what about yourself, Sam? Have you got any final words before we um, sort of close the show out? No, no, just just be safe, be sensible. Um, and if you want to chat to any of us for any reason, then feel free to. Um, and we'll try and help your hobby as much as we possibly can. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, I'll look at that. Just, uh, it's going to be an interesting few months, but um, we will get through it together as uh, as all, everyone will all over the world with their friends and family and etc. So let's let's provide each other with a bit of uh, a bit of light, comedic, comedic relief and hobby chat and things to take our minds off things. And um, that can that can be. We're going to try and do that with the show. We try and put some, make sure we we do still put content out there, even though that comes a little bit harder if releases have slowed. If we're not playing games and things, we will try and find topics to talk about and, and get together. Hopefully, they won't all be as 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 sort of rambly as this one. This has probably been our. Hopefully, this isn't the first of our episodes that you're listening to because it's uh, it's definitely not polished and we're um, we haven't really stuck to topics very well and it's very rambly. But um, I think we all probably feel a little bit like this at the moment. So get in touch with us. You know. Enjoy, think about what we said about the, the competition so um and many uh, enter as many times and, and try and win these Krebin. um and then also get in touch with us with your thoughts on on the movies and why you think that um what film was better than the other or why do you think that the one trilogy is is better than the other or seen as better than the other just any general comment on that part of the topic with it really and i think uh, we can we'll read your stuff out or, or um, discuss it ourselves when we when we talk about the show um please get in contact with us then so on facebook so you can find us on facebook um, um if you just search ootfp podcast on facebook you will find us no problem at all so if you like that page you'll follow it um and then there's a group you can link straight from that page to so join the group for chatter and things and uh, we're on instagram at ootfp podcast and on twitter at ootfp and if you just like good old-fashioned email you can email us directly at ootfp podcast at gmail.com and then uh, hopefully we'll we'll you'll hear from us again in the next sort of um next week to 10 days two weeks max and um we will be a little bit more polished and a little bit more planned um so catch you soon guys take care be safe and uh keep uh, dreaming about nice miniatures of gaming and uh, not the horrible things that are out there <laughs>